0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap.
1: Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go.
0: Socks versus the term. That's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in house in the central division. That's right, I'm a meatball. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude Johnny Nani. And we are here to recap a White Sox winner six to one over the Toronto Blue Jays. Before we do that, be short, you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at On Tap Sportsnet. Following Johnny at Nani Johnny, and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough also if you're in the area of the ballpark and you want the new uh gear the new white Sox gear go to grandstand check them out on socials if you can't get near the ballpark check them out on socials at grandstand socks or go to grandstandsocks.com for all your white Sox apparel needs johnny victory beers crack what crack-o. a game what a was. game,
1: dude. I love it. Yes, I love it. Hey, I, I think we, we need to start off with here. And uh Steve and uh Jason said it on the broadcast tonight, and it was that this felt Playoff atmosphere like even though you know felt like June out there but the you know kind of complexion of the game it was October baseball and that's really what it felt like so I think it's a big one for us to celebrate here uh, as White Sox fans because obviously our Soxtober was so short lived last year uh, it was good to get a taste of that and I really felt it as well I don't know about you man
0: oh no see this is what i was talking about earlier in our group chat when i told you i hated toronto and they asked like why do you hate toronto right now i was like because i I see them as a potential thorn in our side yeah and and that's why i don't like them and like i don't care like oh you have to respect the talent i have to respect shit i don't like you i don't want want to play you yeah I I i get away from me like i just that's what i was in my head so i got home and i rearranged the fucking um the letters on my fridge it oh, yeah. says fuck toronto <laughs> and that's what it'll say all week my kids can't read yet i'm not a bad parent yet so that's uh that's where we're at right now man but yeah no it had big game feel it to it johnny and you know how i know it had that big game feel dude is because people were dogging on los immediately yeah immediately <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah they were freaking out like, oh man He can't do it against a good team. Oh, man, he's losing it. (laughs) Like, yo, y'all need to chill. Our man did great tonight.
1: Yeah, Buds, there are plenty of performances that we need to get into, not just pitching, uh, they have plenty up and down. Uh, and on both sides, uh, to be honest with you, because on the other side of that, Robbie Ray, for the longest time, uh, he, he really shined through for the Blue Jays as well. So uh, I do, you know, like I said, I'm not uh, a fan or, or anything like that, but I need to uh, give him some props there. Uh, we, we, we got Tony joining in. What's up, Tony?
0: Tony? <laughs> What's oh, right? yeah, what's going on? Oh, he just came in on our live. <laughs> this is great. What, what's, how, how was it, buddy? Are you cracking them right now? Yes, he is cracking them right now, is what is Tony. I'm trying to uh, give you the live commentary of White Sox
2: winner right there, baby. We're heading out into Lot B.
0: All right. Did you have fun? You look great. You look real <laughs> good.
2: Yes, Tony is smiling. I'm trying to make it down the stairs right now. Um. You gotta concentrate just a
0: little bit, <laughs> okay. Well, you concentrate a lot of it, so here you, don't you guys
2: buy. don't know what's happening, but uh, White Sox winner, right
1: there, baby. I love it. Oh,
0: yeah, I gotta finish that beer, okay. Well, you finish your beer, <laughs> all right. Let's get yeah. into this shit. Buzz,
1: shit. what I was saying though is like, you know, a lot of performances be committed on uh, both sides of-, of Diamond Night, and uh, you know. I think that, like you had said, uh, the intensity being high, and that was the biggest thing of why people are like saying that. Oh, Wells can't do this against a uh, you know team that's like you know that good or like whatever. I didn't realize the mic it was, was hard. muted
2: there. <laughs> Apparently, you got to finish the beer before you go through the gate there. Heading yeah. back to lot B. Where you guys you? have a great post game show. White Thank Sox you. over over the Toronto Blue Jays. Absolutely fantastic night for the White Sox. I love both of you. White Sox, World Series champions. I'm going to leave this broadcast. I can't hear anything you guys are saying, but uh, go White
0: Sox. We We love you too, man. How do I get out of here? I have no idea. We'll remove you. There we go. Oh, I all right. It. So yes, to, to your point about um, fucking Tony. Jesus. I love it. I, I you love know, it I too. He's so happy
1: to jump in. That's great because you get the real energy from the ballpark. And Buzz, I think that kind of uh wraps, not not wraps up, but it, it fully embodies our point of what we were right. talking about, about this being like playoff atmosphere. Like, obviously, you know, whenever we're out there, we're going to have a good time no matter what, win yes. or lose. But when one of our guys is out there, Tony's obviously got there uh tonight with, with the season ticket plan being restored. Uh, he felt that too. And he felt that too. You could tell that in his reaction. And Grant, I mean, there's some Budweiser's talking as well, but you know what I'm saying. You, oh, you get absolutely. The body,
0: right? No, absolutely. I mean, he deserves to be out there. He hasn't gotten to hit the ballpark as much as we have this year. So, it, what a game for him to go to. But um, to your point, we you were making before Tony visited us is yeah. people were freaking out about Los. And yeah. listen, man, like, am I going to say he's not going to keep this sub fucking 2 ERA? All year, okay? Mm -hmm. And he's going up against a very talented team. A team that hits the ball, Johnny. A team that is very good offensively. And he did well. He held them where they needed to be held. He only let up one run. I know he was gone after five. But, dude, he did what he had to do. He was through 50 pitches after two, Johnny. And he still Mm -hmm. made it to five.
1: And, Buzz, I think the biggest thing here is that he ran into at least disturbances in almost every inning that he threw. And he was able to work through them for the most part. And the biggest damage that comes out of that is one run. That is what I I don't know if you've listened to the past episode that me and Tony had here. But I said that the starters are giving you a chance to win six out of seven days of the week for the most part. So far in the White Sox 2021 season, and this is that kind of shit today because obviously he left the ball game even though he was down 1-0 when he left and raced it in for the Jays. After that, he still gave you a chance to win, and obviously they came back to win this game. So uh, he battled through a lot of that, you know. Some guys getting uh, leadoff doubles uh, in various innings, Uh, you know. uh, Obviously the one uh, run that came in uh, in the top of the second, but man, uh, I think it was we talk a lot about Lance Lynn, and you know my my favorite. You know me, I love Lance Lynn, and he'll be going tomorrow which I can't wait to get to in preview. But we talk about him being the gutsy, the the kind of like, you know, uh, really like, you know, hardcore like mentality type of guy. I think Lowe showed a lot of that tonight, and I was really proud of it. I don't know about you.
0: No, no, absolutely. I put up a tweet yesterday because there was no White Sox baseball yesterday. And I was just like, you know, who's your favorite White Sox pitcher on the team? And obviously you came through with Lance Lynn. I picked Rodon. And I mean, this, this is something that dates back to, us starting the show in 19 and him getting hurt when he started the season off before he got hurt. If you remember, um, you know, and all that with his like 11.6 K through nine that he had going on for a little bit, he gets hurt. He has to get the surgery. It's all gone. You know, he's gone. I love Carlos Rodon. He's got fucking swag. And what I mean by swag is he's got that attitude. When he's rolling, dude, he'll let out a couple of those primal fucking screams. He's got an intensity in his eyes. He's like, I like to call him the silent killer until he gets super, super hyped. And 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 that's what he's been, and tonight showed that. I mean, he, his composure tonight in a big game like this tells you everything you need to know about Carlos
1: Rodon. Yeah, but Buzz. I I love that point that you made, and then you made a point about like you know, like kind of like the silent killer. And I like that until he lets out like those screams, like it all like you know comes to fruition. There's that it within his like emotion and his body language, and then there is that within his pitching too. Because for the most part, I would say he probably most consistently sits at the ninety six ish mark with the fastball. Correct? Yes, but- usually. But when he really wants to ramp it up, and he can, he can do that, and you saw it on a couple occasions tonight, he's humming it in, 98, 99. He got up to 100 a couple of times. He got up to 100 too. tonight. So, and the thing is, it's not extremely, wildly out of control. It is like a sort of, uh, like, I know I need to get you, and I'm going to do everything I possibly can because the other pitch that I threw is wipeout slider. So guess what? Try and hit this cheese upstairs, and it's not going to be 96 this time. It's going to be 100. That's all right. about him.
0: Yeah, that, that's a, a great point, man. I mean, he just again, I, I can't, I could run down every batter that he went across, but just speaking to what he did and in, in going to your point at the beginning of the episode about that big game feel, that's what this was to us. Apparently, you know, evidently, and, and same to Tony walking out of the stadium, you know, I mean, it was big game feel because you're going up against a very good team while they do sit in third place, Johnny, in the AL East. Still very early. Okay, they've had some. They've had a lot of injuries over there. If you go to our uh, series preview article over at ontapsportsnet just go to the injury section for the Toronto Blue Jays. It's fucking sickening. Like it makes, yeah, it's bad. So you know, again, I digress. It's just big, big game. Feel awesome by Los tonight. He comes in five innings, six hits, one run. It's earned. He walked two. He struck out eight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely, Buzz. And, you know, it, the the gutsy performance, and he's going to get, you know, n- no decision uh, in this one here, obviously. But, uh, man, uh, I just think that, the, the composure to be able to work through uh, those innings where uh, there were guys uh, on base and being able to uh, only allow the one run there. I think that's huge because, uh, you know, not down, not downplaying any of our other starters or anything like that. But some of those other guys maybe maybe a guy that's not all uh, completely there and dialed in and with the FU mentality. Uh, maybe let's up two to three, and you could still win a ball game like that. And obviously, the White Sox had the eighth inning that they did today for one of those, they still would have been able to. But uh, I think that it just kind of speaks to Carlos Rodon here. It's so, definitely building uh, on your kind of point that you had said uh, about the uh, you know, sort of your favorite pitcher, uh, the, in the off day tweet there. So, um, but uh, other than that, man, um, I think you know. The Andrew Vaughn is what we need to talk about next year, and that is the Vaughn gone summer. We've been on it ever since this first home run was hit uh, in the major leagues. And, man, he adds another one tonight in a huge spot uh, in the bottom of the seventh year. It's one out solo shot, man. Uh, Dude, I love it. Vaughn gone summer. Andrew Vaughn. uh, This guy is, uh, you know, fuck the minor leagues. He don't need it. Uh, He's right here and he's ready to produce. I love it.
0: Yeah, long gone. I put long gone Vaughn, man. Vaughn Homer to right. Dude,
1: it, I love it because you can use any variation of that. Vaughn uh, gone summer. I just did that because of the yep. documentary that came out last yep. year. But long gone Vaughn, whatever you want to do, it's all there. Yeah,
0: it was. Uh, it was a. Great, it was a great hit, man. He, he was patient off Robbie Ray. There, he fucking takes him to right field, bottom of the seventh inning to tie the game up because the the, the first run for Toronto was in the top of the seventh. Johnny Davis hit a sacrifice fly, which uh, which scored Guriel Junior.
1: Top of so, the second, yeah.
0: Yeah, top of the second. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, and then mm-hmm. Vaughn comes to the bottom of the seventh, hits the home run, ties the game up. And, you know, he, he comes up again big after that, Johnny. He comes up big. Yeah.
1: Again. Yeah. So, Buzz, I kind of want to like walk through this because, you know, as we're kind of backtracking on this game and, you know, doing our little uh, post game report here and kind of recap of how we, you know, felt about this during it because, After that home run, that chased Ray from the game. Finally, it was like, "Holy shit, this guy's finally out here." He's been striking us out on sliders all night. Strikeouts. Everybody struck out
0: against him, Johnny, except. except Except Lurie. who, Johnny? Tell the people who didn't strike out. <laughs> it was
1: Lurie Legend, baby. Lurie <laughs> oh, Legend.
0: I just want to make sure. I just <laughs> want to make sure. Okay, go on.
1: Yeah, he also struck at the first pitch. multiple well, time's up, but that's all right. That's a point for a different day. But either way, that would chase Ray from the game, and the White Sox had a chance to add on more because Engel walks uh, after Garcia struck out. Anderson, it's a single. Uh, you get Madrigal walking, and Moncada coming up in a big spot here. Base is loaded, uh, and he strikes out a sinker that he's looking at, and it looks like it's right down the cock, Buzz. What were your thoughts after that one?
0: (laughs) I would have been much more comfortable if he was aggressive and swung and missed. I don't know if that – I don't know how you feel about that, but that – it's just – am I surprised? No, because Mankata is a very patient hitter. Can I bitch at a guy who's like leading the league in OBP and all that noise? No, I can't really do that. But in a moment like that, when it's crucial to make something happen,
1: well, the score is one-one at this point too, and you get right. the bases loaded, and you're like, let's crack this thing open right now.
0: Right, like, I, right. That's what I'm thinking. Is like, okay, you're no All-Star shit right now, MVP shit right now. You know, and he just just took it right down the middle. I'm like, motherfucker, man. Like I said, I would have yeah. been all right if he swung and missed. It would have get. I would have had like more. Acceptance of what just happened, but when when he didn't swing, I was just like, God damn it, the you know, you're just being too patient, you know. But I I still felt confident. I, I still felt confident the Sox were going to win. But yeah, it oh, was a moment that pissed me off a little. But
1: I, I think the reason I was as confident as I was is because we got to the bullpen, and you yeah. knew that there it was not going to be just there uh, where they were there. They were going to have to go to multiple more guys uh, in this uh, game, and that's what they had to do uh, because the White Sox do get to the bottom of the eighth, and that's where. Uh, this episode title comes from Buzz. Do you like it? Elite I, Eighth? Uh, I love the Elite Eighth. I'm a college basketball nut, too. So yeah. This is fucking
0: Fantastic.
1: Fantastic. It was the Elite Eighth, Buzz. Let's talk about what happened here. So, Bray, you get started. MVP, Uh with the leadoff single, uh, Yerman Mercedes coming through. Hey, man, it's been a cold stretch outside of that walk-off that he had this past Friday night, but he gets a single as well. Uh, Grandal walks. I know a lot of people were concerned about Tony possibly having him bunt. That wasn't the case. No. Scheduled Yasmani Grandal walk. Shout out Grand I on Twitter uh, for that video. Uh, and then after that, Vaughn, like you had mentioned here, coming up, sack fly. This would eventually be the game-winning run. Uh, socks wouldn't be done there, though, Buzz, uh, because after that, we get Thornton out and Carl Edwards Jr. in the game. Uh, always nice beat up on a former Cub a little bit. I was just kind of associate him with that uh, since where his first, like, action. Taste of the big leagues came in. Eaton, pinch hit here, spot. A lot of people doubting him, too. What value does Eaton add here? Buzz, I just want to talk about this really quick because it was Adam Angle's spot in the order. And with Adam Eaton being the one to pinch hit there, first of all, you are playing the better-handedness matchup. Carl Edwards Jr. is a righty. Adam Eaton is a lefty. You're playing the better-handedness matchup first and foremost. And second of all, Eaton comes through uh, and makes Tony Lurso look good in this spot uh, with the RBI single. So I don't know if you had any thoughts uh, on this one here. But I did not mind the handedness matchup. I know that some people may, I guess, Jake Lamb, is probably the other guy that people would have been. Asking That's for who yeah. I
0: thought it was going to be, Johnny. I thought it was going to be him because they've been talking about how Eaton's been a little banged up here and there, and just and you guys talked about it on yesterday's show on or wait Monday, no Sunday, yeah, Sunday. Sunday show. Sorry, yeah. yeah, Sunday show, the Sunday fun day. About him being a little beat up and missing some time here and there and getting some off days and whatnot, and something that we've talked about too. So, when he came in, I'm not gonna lie to you, I had that shit lined up, Johnny. I had it on my, I had the tweet fucking ready. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you, ooh, why eating? Why? You know, and then all of a sudden he hits, you know, he gets that little bloop right over the uh, infield there. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay. Okay, I'm just gonna uh, you know, I'm gonna hit I'm gonna delete that real quick there and uh let it go. But yeah, the, it was great call. I told him that's and, why I'm not a manager.
1: And you know what, if you were, you know, following Sox on tap along with us tonight and you saw any of your tweets or any tweets that you agreed with that, that were kind of getting like just like quoted uh ousted a little bit there. That was me just having some fun, and that's what we're doing here with White Sox baseball. We're having some fun with it. Uh, so th- that's what we were doing there. It's no personal attack on anyone there because I agree with, with the way that they've been going right now. Jake Lamb probably uh, would be the more viable option left handed bat. I, I really thought it was there. gonna be, I, him. And, yeah. It, it just with the way it's been and the way that Tony Lurse has uh, utilized him, too. Uh, you would think that he has a little more, you know, uh, trust in him to go to the, him there, but also probably playing the positions too uh, with who's available where and what they want defensively. Uh, looking forward to uh, the ninth inning, but all right, th- that was the Eaton uh, sort of situation here. He gets the job done in, in his spot, he comes in, uh, does it off the bench. So 3 1 White Sox there, and then our guy. Buzz Lurie Legend, uh, you know, two RBI triple, baby. I love it. I gotta love it. I gotta shout it out here. Uh, that was it, that was the nail in the coffin here. Uh, Tim Anderson would hit a sack fly after that to bring Lurie home, make it 6 1, and that's what the final score of this game would be here. But man, uh, Lurie Legend, I love to see him come in that spot. I was ready with it as soon as he hit that man, uh, the picture of him with the bump box over his shoulder. Uh cue up the ballpark mix. Let's go. That's exactly what I'm gonna be doing as soon as we're done with the show, Buzz.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I had to tweet out the picture immediately. Um it was nice because he had a he had a part in the game too or a point in the game, I'm sorry, where he could have drove it in a run and it didn't work out for him. You know, um so it was uh it was nice to see him come up big there. We already had the lead, but he made the uh he gave us insurance. Let's say that he he built that lead up a little bit where if Toronto was making a little bit of a th- comeback, they had a fight hard to, to come get us, you know, going up six to one like that. So I big, big spot for him. And there was no one in fucking right field. He put the ball where there was nobody. It was perfect. It was perfect. I thought my favorite part of that is how Eaton almost caught Grandall. Yeah. And I had, I, I had talked some shit earlier about like how like the show needs to bump up Grondahl from zero because I had never seen Yasmani fucking run as fast as he did on that single today that he smoked.
1: Yeah, yes. I, I field, felt yeah.
0: like he got to fucking first base so fast, Johnny. And then I'm like, oh, man, they need to you know, bump that rating up to like a six or a seven from a zero, you know? And that's out of 100 if people don't know yeah. the video game reference there. And then all of a sudden we get the Luri triple – and fucking Eaton's on his ass. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. I'm like, yep, no, I'm going a- that was another bad take there. Yeah, uh,
1: well, but Buzz, you know what the thing is? I feel like early in the game, it's a little bit easier for Yasmani to get off and uh, you know at least get himself going a little bit, so he gets there in a reasonable amount of time. But after you've been squatting uh, on the knees yeah. for a good seven innings, you're like, yeah. okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm not being old. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna really score anyway, so I don't, I, I don't need to fucking, you know, like really gun it to tom.
0: <laughs> I feel terrible, but like I, I want you to, I want me and you to make a video if we can. Um, of like when you know try to fucking photoshop or whatever you do put a little trumpet in eaton's hand as he's coming around the bases and when yaz is running doing the fucking family guy yes, <laughs> you know what i'm talking about like that's what i want to do so bad. Yes.
1: stop no one ever taught me about carbs <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just, that's all i could think of is when he rounded the base it was <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god dude yeah. um Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, Tony called you Nostranani. I had some Buzz Stradamus moments tonight, too. I think I think we are making a great team on the psychic end of things,
1: John. Yeah, Buzz. But, I mean, sometimes it happens. You know what? The thing is, sometimes I'm wrong, too. So I, 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 I appreciate when people don't call me out on it. Well, when most I of the time, am, I'm right wrong. When, when, you know? when, when I'm right on it, I, I do I do like the uh So thanks to uh, Tony for the <laughs> Nostranani comment in there. Um, but uh, last thing from this, because Liam Hendricks comes in, locks down the ninth. He let up yeah. a double with two outs there but no problem uh, able to get the guy after that. So uh, just going to the bullpen though here, we, talk, we talked about Carlos Rodon for a bit at the beginning and definitely yeah. a absolute battle uh, mentality by him throwing 106 pitches, uh, only going five tonight. But, um, you know, like I said, gave his team a chance to win, and they obviously ended up winning the ball game. Let's talk bullpen a little bit, though, because Jose Ruiz comes in to start the sixth. No damage. This is a spot where everybody thinks that, yes, this could absolutely be a train wreck, and this thing could start to get out of control. But, hey, I I need to give as much as I dump on him uh, when things go wrong. I I need to give Jose Ruiz props here uh, in this one. And and then Evan Marshall, uh, he comes in in the seventh big uh, moment for him. Big moment, man, that pick pickoffs are cool and tough buzz.
0: Oh, hundred percent. And you know what? Props to magical on that too, man. He got that glove down right where it needed to be. Great. Yes. a great, great tag by magical yes. there as well. So yeah, I it, was happy
1: with that. It, it was, uh, it, it was the whole the, the sequence. That's all teamwork right there. Because first of all, it's Marshall, you know, looking in. He, he's looking in to get his signs per usual. And Yasmani drops the glove down as the catcher is due to signal that it's time to go and turn and throw to second base. Evan Marshall does that, spins, throws, puts a throw low right where Madrigal can get it and put the tag on the foot. So even if that you know it's a close there. And you know, say, Oh, well, the throw beat him. Yeah, you could say that, but as long as the tag is there, right as the the spike obviously has to the base first when you're coming back feet first, there. That is what hits the glove first, and I think that was big there. So, yes, props to all of those three involved uh, in, in that play and getting that out there. And then also, Garrett Crochet I know it was yeah. a one, two, three inning, uh, but man, I, I was looking at it earlier and like you know, looking at home runs per nine, like whatever everybody else has got a figure for it. Garrett Crochet doesn't because this is a spot where a potent offense like the Blue Jays, I think, could come in and hit a home run in this spot to try and jumpstart their offense again. So Crochet, the bridge there, uh, getting there. And then, obviously, the White Sox uh, going and scoring all the runs uh, in the Elite Eighth that they had. Uh, Shout out to our episode title here. Uh, And uh, Hendricks coming in to lock it down there. So those are my comments on the bullpen. Go ahead and elaborate further if you had any. But I just wanted to give props to a few guys uh, in that sort of bullpen mix, especially after uh, Rodon battled through five.
0: I know people were hard on Marshall over the weekend. Um, you know, he, he pitched two days in a row there, Johnny. And I feel like every time he comes in on that second day in a row, he doesn't have the stuff that he does after a day of rest. Um, but Evan Marshall has been absolutely fantastic. I know his ERA doesn't really show up, but his, his, his shit is there. And, um, you know, with proper usage, he's still a dangerous piece to be in this bullpen. I want to throw that out there. I feel comfortable with Jose Ruiz now. I know it sounds crazy, but I do. I mean Tony put him in a big spot he again. He throws tonight. hard.
1: He does throw hard. I will yeah, he say. Throws,
0: he throws hard. And if his command is on, I mean, shit. Well, there's nothing I can complain about at all. Crochet is a guy I want to see a little bit more because I feel like consistency with him is going to be key. They're probably stretching him out. They're going to want to use him, you know, for for the majority majority, if not all, the whole season, obviously. But, I mean, think about him. I mean, how many appearances has he had this year? Like 18? 7. Okay, I pulled it up now. 17. He's pitched 18 and one-third. He's only let up one earned run this year. He's got a .49 ERA. You know, Yes. Uh, I, I mean, Crochet's been great. Um, and I feel comfortable with the pitching, Johnny. I, I, I swear to God, if the bats would just be more consistent like they were tonight in our Elite Eighth, this is something that I mean we'd be talking about very mi- obviously we're going to fucking lose games. This isn't football or you can go undefeated or which is very hard obviously as well but you know what I mean. Like yeah. There you're going to 162
1: lose games. your right. probability says you're going to lose X amount. Yeah. Right.
0: But I mean this it, it's a team when the when the bats are hot that I do not I fear nobody with mm-hmm. with the lineup yep. with the with the starting rotation in the bullpen I, sw- I swear to god I fear nobody. So if the bats hey. will just heat up consistently, holy shit.
1: Yeah, and you know, this is all just without Luis Robert, without Eloy Jimenez. Obviously, we had Luis Robert for about a month, and then he went down at the very beginning of May, Uh, and Eloy Jimenez, we have been without him for the whole thing, so I I think we need to give a little shout-out to our guy, NWI Steve, uh, who wrote an article for On tap sports on today, and talking about the role players stepping up and doing jobs, uh, you know, and performing at a high level uh, that we may not have expected. Maybe it's not sustainable. Sure, might not be Jake Lamb's whatever WRC plus. It's probably not sustainable. Uh, through you know what he's had through sixty nine plate appearances, um, this season, and Billy Hamilton, his little stretch, you know, of you know, kind of carrying sort of the offense for that, like a Memorial day weekend against the Orioles. Like he did for that. And he's had some big hits uh, in clutch spots and getting his like F4 up to like, you know, point like 4.5, like around like that area. So maybe that's not sustainable, but I think that those guys need the shout out. And that is why we feel so confident in this team buzz.
0: Yeah. I, I think that Nani, with that being said, you see teams get unlikely help from unlikely sources. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you see that happen to good teams. I could think of, oh, I know I'm not trying to compare them or anything like that, but I think about the 05 socks. You got some unlikely help from unlikely people. You know, I mean, it's just good teams that happens for. It. And I, I'm, again, I'm just, uh, I'm over the fucking moon about it. Just keep hitting the ball. Obviously, your pitching is working. And uh, the socks are sitting 14 over, I believe it's 14 over 500 right now.
1: Yeah. And it's a great, great spot to be in. And I love it, and especially playing in a game like tonight, Buzz. I, I really do. I, I think it was a uh, playoff sort of mentality there. And I can't wait. Uh, you know, Tony was out there tonight. We saw how amped up he was uh, there uh, it, when he joined us for the, for the very beginning of this thing. I hope to be at that level uh, tomorrow night and hopefully taking home a White Sox winner, uh, too, because uh, I will be at the ballpark tomorrow night. So, um, wrapping this thing up, you, you got final thoughts from this uh, game, this 6 1 win, and before we move into. To uh the Wednesday night uh middle game of the series preview.
0: Um my final thoughts are I'm just glad the team stuck
1: with it. You know, didn't
0: get discouraged that Robbie Ray was mowing him fucking down. Once Vaughn got it catapulted with the uh with the home run there, uh it, it changed everything. That and the pick, uh the, the pick there changed everything. So I mean just take some it takes one moment to change the juju of the game, and, and we got to see that tonight, and we got to fucking get a nice definitive White Sox
1: winner. Yeah, absolutely, too. You know, pivotal moments, and I think that's big, too. And then also, I guess my general takeaway here, because we kind of dissected uh, most of the specifics here. Uh, Shout out to Andrew Vaughn just for uh, coming in clutch and providing the tying run and then technically the game-winning run uh, because I always like to me and Tony, when we're on here, we're we're in uh, hockey slang always. You know, the game-winning goal is always a big thing there, but we talk about the game-winning run, try to apply it over here, too. We drove in the game-winning run. It was Andrew Vaughn with the sack fly going deep, and that could have been a grand moment. It could have been a grand slam for him. How awesome would that have been? Home runs and back-to-back at bats. But either way, so shout out to him. But second of all, once you get into a team's bullpen, and I feel like, honestly, not too many teams are that much better than the White Sox when it comes to the bullpen there. So once you get into a team's bullpen, even if the starter is mowing you down like Robbie Ray did tonight, uh, you are able to beat these teams uh, as long as you're able to string together uh, some sort of semblance of offense. So I think that was my biggest takeaway from here, Buzz. Yeah,
0: absolutely no I definitely definitely love that takeaway I mean it, like I said man I'm just cloud nine after a win like that and let's go get him again tomorrow Johnny who who's on the mound tomorrow yeah so I'm gonna, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you introduce this one because you, you, your boy might be up tomorrow
1: yeah that's right it's fucking Lance Lynn day. I love it. You know me. I, I love Lance Lynn. I've always been huge about it ever since the trade went down, but I love him and I've been to it's nice. I've been able. This is going to be my fourth Lance Lynn start uh, that Ooh. I'm seeing uh, going to the game tomorrow in person. Obviously, I've watched uh, all of them that he's had, uh, you know, whether it be on TV when you're on the road uh, or a game that I'm not at, but this will be my fourth time in person seeing him. So I'm excited to obviously the home opener uh, was huge going the complete game. Uh, that was awesome. A great introduction to the south side for Lance Lynn, uh, but he'll be going up for the White Sox and uh, Alec Manoa uh, for the Twins, uh, kind of a prospect for them, uh, fifth rated in their system, uh, according to MLB.com, uh, and he has been kind of up and down, uh, had a good outing his first time around, got knocked around a little bit a second time, so uh, we're hoping the White Sox, he's a right handed starter, but either way, uh, hoping the White Sox are able to uh, continue the trend of him getting touched up a little bit here, Buzz.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, all I could think about is, uh, unfortunately, what the Blue Jays are feeling right now. I don't feel bad for them. I, I do think that their feelings are probably very, very hurt and scared because they just had to go face Carlos Rodon, and now they have to take on Lance Lynn tomorrow. That is a that is a fearsome duo to go back-to-back against. It's uh, weird, baby. It, it, is, it is a fucking duo to try to go up against and Lance Lynn has been absolutely fantastic this year. Johnny 1.23 ERA 58 and two third innings pitch here, 63 strikeouts to 17 walks. I mean, just Lance Lynn, man, I, it, it's going to be a good one tomorrow. It's going to be a good one.
1: Yeah. And like you said, you know, you talk about a fearsome duo to go up against and this is not, I don't want to take away from Lucas Gialito, Dylan Cease or Dallas Keuchel, any of these guys, but just where we are at this point, Carlos Rodon and Lance Lynn are your two best starters this year. Can you agree? Yeah,
0: yeah. There's no one, there's no arguing there. I don't care about stuff. I mean, I do care about stuff. Don't get me wrong, but if you look at the overall body of work, how could you say they're not, you can't make an argument that they're not. And, yeah. And I want Dylan Cease and Lucas Giolito to be the men going forward. Cause Lance Lynn, let's not, he's on, you know, he's in a contract year here. He's not guaranteed to be here next year. Mm-hmm. You know, I want those guys to be the best, but right now, the best are two guys that
1: are on on essentially one year deals here. I'm just saying today, today, that's what it's been so far this season. And you look at trends from the 2021 season so far and uh, yeah, it it don't get any easier for the blue Jays here uh, on Wednesday night and they they do have a potent lineup. So I will still accept, expect to see uh, some hits uh, probably some runs too. I would not be shocked if the blue Jays were able to touch Lance Lynn for two to three, but it's, on the flip side of the coin, Buzz, uh, I think the White Sox are capable of putting up uh, runs to match them and exceed them on the other side. You agree?
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Going up against a guy who's, you know, he's, what is he, 1-0, and he said? You know, he's only pitched nine and a third. I mean, young cat, man. Prospect guy. Sox coming off a huge win tonight. Bats are going to be rolling. I mean, And and let's let's think about it. We touched up Robbie Ray when we hit a a home run off of him. That was the only time we got to him. We got to right handed pitching. That's where most of our runs came in tonight. If I'm not if I'm not wrong. So yeah, from their bullpen. So we'll see what happens. I'm I'm, I'm all about it, man. He's he's in trouble. I feel bad for him. He's in trouble.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, too. You think about it when when I look at guys that are coming up and they're still fresh within their MLB career, what's going to be a third start, I believe, uh, for uh, Manoa, uh, the uh, uh, Blue Jays starter on Wednesday night here. Think about how rough some of the early goings were for Lucas Giolito, for Reynaldo Lopez, for uh, Dylan Cease, for some of these guys that came up for the White Sox. and We were like thinking, like, oh, like shit. Like, yeah, we know, like, it's a long like call for this, but like early on, you might have some growing pains there. Uh, I hope the White Sox can inflict a lot of those growing pains on uh, this guy for uh, Toronto on Wednesday night. Buzz.
0: And that's what I'm hoping too. Get to him early. Get to him quick. Get that bullpen back in. Take advantage of it. That's what they need to do, and I'm pretty sure they're going to. I think that the Sox know that this is a big series. Um, You know, Toronto is a very good team with a lot of young talent on it. Missing talents, again, like I pointed out in the beginning of the episode due to injury, Uh, but you still have a lot of talent. Get to them right away. Show them what your bats could do. We know what the pitching can do.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I, I think we will see uh, a higher scoring ball game. Obviously, this thing did. The White Sox were able to uh, get up to the you know six run mark uh, later on in this game, but obviously that, that didn't come until the eighth inning, uh, like we'd mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, but I would expect maybe a little bit more, a little bit earlier. Uh, on Wednesday night, just given uh, the the pitcher on the mound for the Blue Jays there, so um, yeah, hopefully the White Sox are able to give us a little more insurance uh, assurance uh, early on because as much as those are exciting and sure we're all amped up and fired up after those uh, against a guy that is a younger guy, a prospect type uh, sort of pitcher, you, you would hope that you're the one in command of the game. You agree?
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. Do it quick, like I said. Do it quick. Get on them quick, man. You know, yeah. leave, leave no doubt. That's exactly what needs to happen. Leave no yeah. doubt. Get on them. Win the series.
1: Yeah, and yeah, burn, burn their bullpen, too, because uh, there's still another game after that uh, yeah. on Thursday. It's a three-game set here on the south side. So, yeah, uh, yeah Bert, you already used a little bit of that up tonight uh, with them having to go uh, to a couple of other guys. And sure, maybe they didn't throw as long as outings. But, hey, if you can do that tomorrow night and set them up for failure, uh, set the other team up for failure on Wednesday in the finale, uh, I would love to see it. So, Uh, That's about all I've got uh, looking ahead to this. Other than that, it's fucking Lance Linde, baby. Crank up the ZZ Top. Fear the beard. Uh, Go and buy yourself a... Fear the Beard shirt at ontapsports.bigcartel.com. I'll be wearing it out of the ballpark. I'll take a few more pictures of it so people can see it. Uh, if they have it, we'll post the link again. Go and get yourself a Fear the Beard shirt because Lance Lynn is cool and tough. This might be the only year that we have him on the south side. Uh, obviously, I hope they extend him. You know me, You know my feelings on him. But, man, uh, while we have him here, it's a great shirt to wear in summer. It's white. Uh, you know, it keeps you cool. Uh, it's not black, so it's attracting uh, the heat or anything like that. Uh, out at the ballpark, got a nice outline of Lance Lynn. Fear the beard underneath at 33 on the cap. Uh, it's a great shirt, Buzz.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You got to go pick it up right now. Go pick it up right now. Go to tapsports.com, Go to the shop section. You'll find it immediately. Go check it out. Nani, who is your pick-to-click tomorrow?
1: Yeah, uh, pick-to-click, uh, looking ahead tomorrow. I mean, it's so easy for me to to go and uh, you know, go... go... <laughs> With this guy because he's so good, but you on Mancata, man. I, I have to, I, I just have to because I think he atones uh, for that situation in the seventh inning, and you don't if he you... Think that doesn't bother him? It does. It, it does because he wants to be that guy. And he's the team leader enough for he's you know up there in OBP, like you had mentioned. All these categories here, he's making an All Star push. He's making a friggin' MVP push. If we're being realistic here, um, you know, uh, talking about wh- what he could do if he keeps piling up numbers and statistics. So I think you, on has got a little something to prove, uh, especially after that seventh inning AB. So what about you? Who you got?
0: I am going to actually go Nick Madrigal tomorrow. I, I just feel like he's 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 putting the bat on the ball pretty well, um, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Nikki Slaps tomorrow, man. He's gonna he's gonna do something big tomorrow. I don't know if it'll be a home run, but he's gonna drive in some runs tomorrow.
1: Uh, I love it. I love Nick Matrical pick too. He seems always pretty safe uh, when you're talking about uh, consistency of doing that. But uh, I think a Yohan of bat drop is in the works, so uh, I'm hoping to see that in person. Absolutely. I want I want to see
0: it from TV. I will not be there tomorrow. Um, I might be there Thursday. It, it, it's all up in the air at this point. We'll see what happens. But that is the uh, that's the plan right now.
1: Yeah. So uh, that's all I've got, man. Uh, like I said, uh, Lance Lynchert uh, on tap sports. Or you can just go to on tap sports. Dot. Com, um, click the shop link and it's there. Uh, and our lot, we another, another thing too, uh, the, the segments, uh, really quick before we close out and you get to our housekeeping. We'll, we'll end this up here, buzz. we going to keep you all night here. Um, but, uh, segments here for this, uh, cool shit. Uh, we saw in white Sox land, uh, tailgating could possibly be back. I know 100% capacity is coming back. Uh, season ticket holder email went out, so that's awesome. Great to see the full ballpark experience back uh, on June 25th. Uh, that's when that will start. So hopefully tailgating is back. Uh, we will hopefully have that there, but as long along with the fear of the beard, Lance Lynn shirts, uh, you can go and check out a uh, lot B tailgate crew shirts uh, at on or at on tap uh, and the shop tab uh, up at the top there. So uh, that's my kind of cool shit here uh, for the end of this show segment wise. I told you I got a bunch of those mini grills from my dad,
0: those portable ones that we could just crush up and throw away. Tailgating comes back. You already know what time it is. Yes. Good foods, good drinks, good tunes, man. Exactly what we're doing. Throw some bags, show people how to tailgate, because I don't care what anybody says. We are the kings of the tailgate. You find us anywhere we're allowed tailgate in this city. You will find us, whether that's at Guaranteed Rate Field or at Soldier Field. That's where you will always find us having a great time, making the best goddamn food, having the best damn time. I can't wait to tailgate again. That is something that is on my radar big time.
1: Yes, I cannot wait. And I hope it's back. They obviously have not announced the safety and protocols, uh, you know, the uh, code of COVID protocols, so to say, for that. But when you're coming back to 100%, you would imagine that the full amenities of the ballpark, meaning craft cave, rev brew lounge, uh, all of the everything, I would imagine fundamentals gets reopened back then uh, if they're not having any sort of distancing uh, or anything like that uh, at all. And with vaccination rates uh, climbing. So I think it's uh, setting up well. For getting back to normalcy here at the end of June, Buzz. That, that is the cool shit that's going on in White Sox land. That's our last segment here tonight. I ain't got anything else. Go ahead and wrap her up.
0: Everybody, be sure you're going to go to on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at socks on tap at on tap Following Johnny at Nani johnny and me at Buzz On Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. Check out Grandstand. Go to grandstandsocks.com or follow them on socials at grandstandsocks to get any White Sox apparel that you may want. So check those guys out. We'll be back tomorrow after the White Sox. Hopefully get another winner against the Toronto Blue Jays. White Sox forever.
1: Sorry, White Sox forever.